Day, we take a short break from our regular episodes to bring you something of the past. Something that was recorded during the beginning of the days when podcasts were just starting out. Here is our friend Aaron Pass in Teen. Aaron, you started the 13 series of episodes on your website, at Videos for the Family, and it was returning to Oz. Oh and by the way, it's so great to talk with you. We loved the returning to Oz talk show with you and Celia Foster. I remember Aaron Schultz too, haha and some of the others. Aaron Schultz is quite something. Hi everyone, this is Aaron Passantine. Uh, hi, this is Celia Foster. Welcome to Returning to Oz, a look at the history of the behind-the-scenes making and filming of Walt Disney Pictures' Return to Oz, featuring Aaron Passantine and Celia Foster. I run VideosForFamily.com, and I also have a large section on my website devoted to the movie The Wizard of Oz, and I also conduct a number of different interviews with people in the entertainment industry and also with the Oz community as well. And I um, run the largest site on Return to Oz, which I have been uh, maintaining since 1997. That's right, and I have actually had videos for family running since um, 2000 and actually started up the interviews and the other things um, as far as little audio productions with my site as of last spring. There's um, tons of behind-the-scenes information available out there on um, the 1939 MGM classic The Wizard of Oz, but there's not a whole lot out there on Return to Oz. And so Erin and I, along with our respective websites, videos um, for family.com and Return to Oz the Movie, we become a brother and sister site, so to speak, and we would like to bring you um, some little-known facts on the movie Return to Oz. Yes, we would, and um, first we're going to just start out. Um, Celia, you're um, obviously very, very well-known. Um, for your work, and um, just start out by telling all of us um, possibly the first interesting fact that you know, and just kind of share some things, maybe not necessarily from your site, but the common knowledge that you have gotten to learn. So why don't you tell everybody about that first? Well, I mean, in all the readings that I've done from the press kits and the articles that I've been fortunate enough to come across on this movie, um, the first thing that really hit me um, um, the first article I read was um, a Cinefix magazine article. It was 38 pages long, and it was on the whole making of the movie, and I had not realized that um, it was such a troubled production from, from the start. Um, you know, I didn't know that um, there were um, three times three full times that the production had totally come to a halt. Um, and, you know, it, it obviously upset um, the director, Walter Murch, very much. Um, and um, he, in fact, was so depressed that he didn't want to go on filming. And interesting, really interesting fact number one to me would be that Disney actually fired Walter. Um, <laughs> it's so funny, really, if you if you think about it. And um, 
to think that that Disney is one of the highest entertainment industries and really organization, I think, in either U.S. or world, and to know that they got the people that they wanted for this movie and then they, you know, ended up firing somebody. Um, I just, really, isn't it kind of funny, though? So, right. Um, But but the other interesting thing is that um, as soon as, uh, not, you know, a day later, as soon as they had fired Walter, they get a call from um, Mr. George Lucas. And George is um, internationally known for creating all the Star Wars movies. That's right. And, in fact, something else that I think everyone would really appreciate knowing is that John um, Drysdick, um I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, he... Um, I believe he did this. Many of the special effects also included on Return to Oz. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. He also did um, many of the special effects. Um, I believe for Star Wars also um, with George Lucas, and he also did many of this. All of the special effects coordinating um, for Warner Brothers did a release um, in 1985. Actually, the same year um, Return yes. to Oz came out, and he and he did this this release. Um, they he helped special effects with the release of this movie um Alice in Wonderland and um Alice Through the Looking Glass so or sorry yeah Through the Looking Glass so yes. that that uh John Dreisdick helped with that the same year so I think people might be interested for that um for yes. all of you so and, and um George had called Disney and he said the first words out of his mouth were you're making a big mistake hmm. um and he said well you know, I think you should just, you're very presumptuous in firing him. You're assuming that you're not, you're, basically you're not giving him a chance. And um, George was in Japan at the time, but he flew in like the next day. And he said, no, this is going to be a great film. You know, Walter just needs a little coaching and we'll get, you know, we'll get the things done. And um, he was right. I mean, in the next in the next few days, um, they shot a lot of a lot of the scenes, actually, um, especially in Oz. And um, Walter was able to be brought back on again. And then the production could was actually running pretty smoothly. Yeah, that's 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 great. I mean, sometimes people have to, you know, how it is. Everyone, you have to. Um, fire the right person in order to get the the best person in for the job and and in yeah. entertainment industry you know Celie and I both know that when you get in you know we're not really in acting really but when you get into acting you you have to make a right impression and do the right thing and if that person's not good the art director says you know get out of here we don't want you and the next person comes in which you know could be the next star and of the right. show right Celia so and and yeah. Celie and I you know we both agreed that that's something um, you know, under that type of circumstance. And you know, everybody, that um, um, the industry, the film industry, is very, um, very fickle about um, talent. And, you know, the big execs at Disney uh, just had a certain deadline and they had a certain budget. And they um, may have just been, um, you know, having a bad day with um, with the whole production, and maybe that's my theory on why they really fired Walter, just because that um, the whole thing was at the first sign of danger. They just wanted to play it safe. 
That's right, Celia. And you know, you guys, um, that's that's how it is. And in fact, obviously, you guys are listening to this right now because you like our work and you're you're listening to it obviously because you have an interest in Return to Oz and um you know Seal and I can go on and on about our appreciation for you know good movies like this and and really the bottom line is um without Walt Disney a long time ago buying those rights to the books and and putting things on the shelves years later we would never have gotten you know Return to Oz you know and when I say we I'm not talking Seely and myself I'm talking about the fans <laughs> You know, all of you, all of you that are listening to this, everybody in general that watches it or enjoys it, you know, right, Celia? I mean, exactly, exactly. Right. Um, and I think that um, respect for the books would have faded away long ago, you know, if That's this right. had not had happened. Right. And, and if any of you are ever, you know, wanting to find the Ruby Slippers um, that, you know, were so called in the Epcot Center, um, let me tell you right now, you know, as of. Um, the beginning of March of 2006, those slippers are not there anymore, and they were removed quite a while ago, and they were apparently auctioned off. So, if any of you are ever going to Walt Disney World in the near future and, you know, wanting to sense to, to look around for the stuff from the movie of the Ruby Slippers, you won't find them. And so, I just want to make that clear to everyone, yeah, because... For, for me to say. Right, and I only say that at least everyone to let you know on a personal note for myself, I'm going to Walt Disney World late next week and um you know in the sense to also look for those and some other things, but sadly they're not there. So in case you guys have heard on the internet from the other websites that have been published and printed and, and, and written up, maybe even on um a site that's listed on in, in Disney somewhere, you won't find those because they're not there. So, um, and, and Celia, maybe you can tell everyone, um, possibly, um, what you knew about that briefly, I guess. I think everyone would like to know about um, that from well, you. Well, I had a friend of mine named Joe, um, who did go to Epcot, um, I think it was about three years back. He went to Disney World and he went to Epcot and he looked for those ruby slippers, of course, since he's a big fan, like I am. Right. And, and he emailed me back and he said, they're just not there. And I was thinking, why would it be reported on so many sites, you know, reputable sites, you know, like Internet Movie Database, imdb.com, right. why would it be reported that they are there and yet they are not? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think, um, and, and, and maybe those of you who are listening are one of the people that posted that, that, that post. And if you are, don't feel too bad because I believe, you know, it, at one time some of the stuff may have been there and was removed in the early 1990s, right, Sealy? Is that what we figured yeah, out? Yeah, right. Probably, uh, probably around the, the 10th anniversary of the movie coming up, probably yeah. 95. Right, and that's probably what it was. So if you, you know, one of you are the one that posted it, don't worry, we're not upset with you. We we just like to get the facts straight out for ourselves and for the fans too. So, right? Yes. Right. Exactly. We're not mad at you. Um, you probably did it in good faith. Yeah, and and it's fine because obviously, as you all know, and, and I'm sure most of you that go to our sites, um, you guys, a lot of you go to the Internet Movie Database and you read up a lot of information. And those, those staff, you know, I don't know if they're working around the clock, but that staff's committed to making, you know, the historical fact. And, you know, if they put a rumor on there, you know, they're going to label it as a rumor. So if, if this fact about Return to Oz and the slippers and, and what have you is, is you know, 
not you know a rumor then they're going to want to know about that so um we're not going to say anything more about that for now but um just so um you guys know that All right, everybody. Um, and now, um, actually, I was going to tell you guys. Um, Celia actually has um, another really known, interesting, um, not too well known fact about the movie that went on um, before um, and during production. So, um, and in fact, this information for the source is from the British press kit of Return to Oz that was released um, a number of years ago. So, Celia, let us um, tell us all about this interesting thing. Okay. Well, um, on the set. You know, in the in the Mobby's um, in Mobby's throne room, this was when the cameras were off. You know, between takes, and um, Gene Marsh was entertaining uh, t- a ten-year-old Feruza Balk, and they were playing they were playing an actor's game of improv. And you know, Gene thought it would be funny if she read, you know, if she delivered the line sort of in a you know, in a in a playful, growl, growling kind of deep sort of way with her voice, and it was you know, and Pri and Priusa was you know giggling, giggling and giggling and enjoying it, and then Walter ha- happened to overhear it, you know, um, and he said, "That's it. That's exactly how I want you to play Mombi." And Jean said, "Well, that's a little over the top, Walter, but okay." And um, her performance was obviously, I mean, it's a very, very memorable, impressionable, impressionable performance in the film. It's, it's great. Um, and she did end up winning uh, an award for her performance in that film. Hmm. It's so, so interesting. I just, um, I hope all of you think that's really funny and are kind of laughing at this point. Um, so I know Celia... I thought it was funny at the time, and I know I I, I think it's interesting. But um, to let you guys all know, um, there is a documentary, um, a very rare documentary, um, called The Whimsical World of Oz, which is about L. Frank Baum and History Wizard of Oz that features a portion on the making of Return to Oz. And if any of you have ever seen that before, if Steele and I have had the privilege of watching it, um, that that show, um, documentary, and it's very interesting because if you watch that, you will, everyone will hear, all of you will hear, Jean Marsh's um, real voice, which is a very sweet type of British voice that she gives. And right. she's not at all mean. She's very, very soft-spoken. So she's very, yes. And, um, and, and you could hardly believe that the, the growling force of Mobby's voice would come out of her mouth like that. Right. So just to say, she she's a very, very nice... Um, very nice, lovely woman, I guess you could say. <laughs> yes. Right. Jean Marsh had the, had, had, was fortunate enough to actually come across original L. Frank Baum novels. And she said she read them, and um, that they're beautiful, beautiful stories. And But she also was careful to comment during that documentary that um, the, core, the, the scenes... And the character designs and the scenes, especially in the coronation sequences, were, like, exact. You know, straight from the books. Mm. And a, a, lot of, a lot of people don't know just what detail um, went into this production. 
Um, but I thought that that was very interesting, and that pe- and that you all, as the listening audience, should know that. Yeah, I really. That's that's interesting. And another interesting thing is that people should know about that um, movie. That and it's been said before that. The crowd scene at the end of Return to Oz when they're all together and before Dorothy goes home was almost basically to the exact, exact um, goings on and everything to that of the book and the story. And that, that crowd scene was almost exact to the book. And you can say right now, um, Celia, to back me up. Oh, yes. I mean, everything. Right. I mean, I have read the book that it was based on. And a lot of the lines, a lot of the lines that were in the in the movie, actually came straight from the book. Especially when Delina says, "You're stupid to go back to that humdrum world again." Yeah, yeah, really. And in 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 really in real life, you know, I, I think people and all of you know that, you know, if you're a child, if you're an adult, if you're a parent, a grandparent, you know, whatever. You know, and when everyone's young, they they want to find a place of escape and 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 um, a place to go to the by themselves. And really, a lot of people have taken Oz in general that way. And I think that's another thing that drew people to this movie because it was a sense of escape when 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 she went into that land right. of Oz. And That's right, and, and and that's good. And imagination is a very powerful thing, and and oh, yeah. I I believe it very much, and it is. But as you know, everyone has a real life to live. Um, Celia and I have a real life to live in our work, and um, with right. and pertaining to our sites, and and for all of you that are questioning your 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 life or or your work. You know, be known that you may love a movie like this, but be known that the real life is the real life, and you know, right. and, and just—it can be just as beautiful as that. Right, and really, and it can be which, not what you make it to be in your sense, but to what you know God has let you made it to be, and yes. it's very important. And I'm a Christian, and, and Celia really. Um. Yes, and I have um Christian values too. Right, and it's it's important. Okay, um, now anyways, we, we thank you very much for listening to this today, and we hope that you have enjoyed it, and do want to make it very clear to you that um, we're going to have this little series on Return to Oz um, in regards to the making and behind-the-scenes aspect of the film, and we're hoping to have it um, very much a recurring little series um, every, you know, few weeks. So we're also um, trying to set it up as a test um, to all of you. So we want your feedback because um, we actually hope and plan to make something like this into a panel with uh, myself, Celia Foster, and a few people hopefully involved in the movie Return to Oz. So um, tell tell everyone else, too, about that, Celia. Oh, well, we were just hoping that we would get um, maybe, like... Uh, we're hoping, we're keeping our fingers crossed that we can actually get Feruza. Um, but, you know, and just a few people who were involved and, um, 
like there was Doug Doug Averly, who he's a good friend of mine. Yes, and, and he did some of the claymation art. Right. Um, and I know that he'll agree to do that. Yeah, we're we're sure that he probably wouldn't. Yeah, we don't want to speak for him. A, he's such a sweetheart. Right, and we don't want to speak for him, but we're pretty sure that he he would because he's he's um like Celia said, they're friends, and I kind of know him too, and um so, but we're all kind of friends, and yeah, um we we really um hope to bring it to light and bring it to um you know our my site and as well it will be featured on Celia's site yes, and definitely. in fact um it, it's very interesting as everyone knows because obviously um us bringing that together through my site in um the example um will be the third Wizard of Oz discussion panel and it will be in the series of Wizard of Oz discussion panels that have been recorded with um and that are on with my website so um, even though this won't be pertaining to the 1939 musical of The Wizard of Oz, um, this panel will be um, very much included into that series. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, don't mistake just because, you know, the 1939 movie was so well-beloved, don't mistake that this movie returned to Oz as not being Oz. Right. Because it's very much... It's a continuation of that. Right. It, it is it very much a continuation, that's right. And it's it's for all of you to know, it's a, it's a continuation to the look of um, the Disney's Corporation and, and Walt Disney Pictures' division for the Walt Disney Company and how they wanted to present it, which which Steely and I, and we know many of you know, presented it into a just um, wonderfully um, yeah. amazing motion picture. Okay, well... Um, Again, this is Aaron Passantine of VideosForFamily.com. And this is Celia Foster from ReturnToOzTheMovie.com. Thanks for listening.